Welcome to episode 102 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, Yay. Yay. It's on Wednesday because... Uh, sorry, I'm doing like 17 <laughs> things right now. I'm our show so tonight sorry. is on Wednesday. I didn't make a post yesterday. It was on Wednesday, but I think everybody just kind of guesses if we're not on Tuesday, we're going to be on Wednesday. Uh, our guest tonight could only do Wednesday, and then they actually had a podcast at 7, so now we're at 8. Anyways, <clears> they will be joining us momentarily. We have two guests tonight. If you've seen the name of the podcast, you've seen both of the guests on there, but... One's having technical issues, and one is in another podcast. They will be here momentarily, but it gives us time to do our intro stuff. So, Katie's doing 15 million things. but That's she... okay. I can still talk about how amazing our first sponsor is, and that first sponsor is Lone Star Reptile Racks. I like how you said it slow while you're waiting for it to find Because I can't find the <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> See, there it is, is. There it is. This is why, I don't, this are... is why I don't record it, because it's way funnier. <laughs> If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom or get a cage. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herb's Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Dot com. Oh, speaking of Herb's Reptile Shows, that's our other sponsor. We've got Corpus Christi coming up February 26th, 27th. So that's at the end of the month. Robert will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans in March 5th and 6th. March 5th. March is uh, only got two of them. March is New Orleans. And then the week after is Bryan College Station. We will all be there for that one for sure. Yep. And then Slidell, Louisiana, April 2nd and 3rd. Beaumont, Texas, April 9th and 10th. And then Temple, Texas, April 16th and 17th. And then Austin, Texas, April 23rd and 24th. April is a busy month for you. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm okay with that. April's going to be insane. June's the same way. Yes. Is it really? Yeah, there's three Herp shows and a, um, I think McQueenie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like every weekend in June. That's good. It's as good. long as you sell stuff. As long as you sell stuff, right. People are starting to get their income tax return, so... I got to finish our taxes. See how much we have. Oh, yeah. Who said the sup? Sup, my bitches. I don't know. It's not popping up. Oh, it's here it is. James Bergoli. Bergoli. No. Forget you. He has a long drive, too. Who doesn't know how to make it where it shows up on there? Who doesn't have, know how to Well, he shouldn't be yard. playing on Facebook while he's driving home. So That's true. He's listening. That. He should just be listening and right, not typing. Right, and not commenting in the, ta- in the chat. What a horrible, horrible person. He'd be all right. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, oh, and then also, what's up there? Where's the button? Uh, the sticker is right there. Wiregrass Exotics. <laughs> if you're over in South Alabama, in Georgia, Florida, go visit Wiregrass Exotics in Ozark, Alabama. Check them out. They're right there on Highway 231 in Ozark. If you're driving through, there's Walmart and Wiregrass Exotics. That's about all you got on 231 in Ozark. So stop at Walmart. I think it, it may even still be in. I don't even know if they have a Super Walmart. That place is so small. But check out Wildgrass Exotics. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Oh, I wanted to do our winner. So our winner for our giveaway. I know we're like two weeks into this month. Um, shit happens. But you know what? We're giving away free stuff. So let me pull up my random number generator. I went ahead and made a spreadsheet. Everybody got a random number. So I'm just going to press it. I not even look. The number is. Well, I didn't press it. There we go. Number nine. 
So I'm going to go over to my spreadsheet and see who number nine is. And it is Brandon Pulliam. It's a name I don't know. I'll have to reach out to Brandon Pulliam. Yep. So. James Smith, we're going to cover that in length here in a little while. Yeah, well, wait, that's this episode is going to be Lacey Act heavy. So, and uh, yes, uh, yeah, Heidi from the In Blue Podcast. Our, our guest, one guest is is running late. The other has got technical issues, but they will be here. Uh, if not, you'll just get to hear us bitch about stuff for a while. Um, trying to think if we have anything. Oh, this weekend. This weekend we have we have a reptile show. Oh, look. One, oh. I'll bring in our guest. I was like, there's not a herp show. There's not a herp show this weekend, <laughs> but there is a reptile show. And our guest that just joined, I'll bring him in, is going to be at that show. Oh, my gosh. It's Ryan McGuire. Hi, friends. Hey. hey. Are you here? I get to finally, you guys are come down and hang out at the show? I yes. know. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. I wish Erica was coming down with me this time. Unfortunately, uh, we have a friend that came down with a bad, with COVID and it's bad. So she's hanging out here to make sure she doesn't need anything and help her out. That's um, good. But, but yeah, but no, we're excited to come down. We got me and my team. We're leaving in, leaving in the morning. So cool. We'll be driving down tomorrow. Yes, everybody, if you come to the NARB show in Arlington this weekend, you have to go by the VivTech uh, booth and check out their light bulbs. Will you have uh, oh, yeah. the solar meter, the little UV meters? I do, and I have a secret that we aren't launching or we aren't telling anybody publicly until tomorrow, but I just got in the new bulbs, Ooh. and I'm calling them Gen 2 because I did something. They're all dimmable from like, 0 to 100% with no flicker. What? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I have them that's set up so on cool. a herpstat in a tagu enclosure. Where it ramps up from 7 a.m. till 11 a.m., goes 100% from 11 to 4, and then ramps down till 9. Oh, that is amazing. That is so <laughs> cool. cool. Can you imagine? Like, I want to see what this is going to do for crepuscular species and getting them to draw them out at those lower UV levels. Because mm-hmm. right now, what we do is basically it's night, it's day. Yeah. Now it's yeah. night, it's day. Like, so how would that affect their behaviors if they got, if we actually could recreate that time frame where they are active? That's going to be awesome. Uh, you, you'll yeah. definitely see some really interesting behaviors because I think people will see that uh, in the middle of the day when the light is full blown like it is like now, you may not see your animal out underneath it, which yep. is not what we're used to because our animal only has that option now is to be out underneath the full blown light bulb. So, yeah, and we're, I'm already seeing like more cryptic basking and things like that. It's really unique when you when you give it's. It's cool when you give the animals the right, the right, the right uh, resources and things that they really need. It's really awesome to see how they utilize it, and it's kind of funny to me because uh, as people, we kind of think that we know what's best for them, and they can see light waves that we can't, and they're and they have an eyeball in their top of their brain, and I don't. So <laughs> I just kind of give them a range and let them figure it out with the millions of years of evolution that they have over me. What the hell are the reptiles now? Exactly right. Our other guest is here. Bill Bradley, I'm hoping he can hear us this time. Bill, can you hear us? I nope. can. Oh, hey, hey, hey. technology <laughs> likes us. Shut your mouth. Why would you oh, even shit. put that out there? <laughs> My bad. Oh. Oh. Anyways. My brain is on overload with everything in it because we've got like all this crap that we're doing at school and I've got all this stuff that's doing and then we've got we're traveling this weekend. And so weekends where we're we travel more than two hours are already stressful for me because like we've got a grocery shop before we leave. So I've got to get groceries tomorrow for yeah. school for next week. And I mean, you don't think about any of that, but I do. And we've I gotta, think about it. I just we've don't do, do it. the laundry for next week. <laughs> and then like every time I turn around, there is something new 
or a new post or something else that's being said about this, the Lacey Act. And I'm, oh, we're like, gonna get I've, to that. I know I've never, I've never really been as involved. Like people, like you'll tell me, Hey, go do this. And so I'll go and I'll reshare or like I'll email people, you know, the blanket email and things like that. Um, and so I'll do all that kind of stuff when you tell me to, but I feel like this go around, I mean, it's everywhere Yes. in every post in like, even like really random groups that I'm in. Well, it's like, it's weird. It's, it's, there. it's like popping it's up in non everywhere. And even in non reptile, reptile groups, like, groups, people are like, Hey, you need to be aware of this. If you have pets, I'm in several fish groups and it's popping up all over the fish. Yeah. Groups. A friend of ours, Goliath arachnids. Yeah. 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 Goliath arachnids. She also does bird stuff. And she said, you know, there were that sounds people- kinky. Bird there, stuff. No, <laughs> she, she said that well, in, <laughs> one of, <laughs> in one of her parrot groups that she was in, they were talking about it today. And, you know, a lot of them are like, do we get super involved or do we not get involved? Because birds aren't mentioned right now. And she's like, not Nothing yet. Is mentioned. She was like, oh, yeah, it's, but it's we don't know what is going to cover. So, yes, you get involved now. This, this is what everybody needs to know. If you keep anything outside of dog, cat. Standard livestock. This could affect you. Yeah. And when you Everything. say standard Amateur. livestock, it's any of the exotic s- livestock species will also be affected by this. Yeah. It, it really okay. the the way that the, the, these changes are or what they're trying to propose changing really is going to change the entire. It's going to change everything. I mean, it could be if this goes through, it's 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 going to be hard for the, 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 the pet industry to continue moving forward. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and at, the, at least at the pace and the way we've been doing it, it, it would put a hard stop on almost everything. So let's go over basically, basically what it is. I mean, it, it, everybody should have seen it by now. It's in every group all over every, every part of Facebook, but it is, it's not the first time that they've tried to hide this kind of stuff inside of a bill that has nothing to do with animals whatsoever. But this is one of the first times that it's gotten past the house. And it's like a vote away from being a, a, a real serious issue. Um, right. So, so what, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, we can kind of get into specifics of, as soon as you want, but, but yeah, basically uh, this is something that, so for a little bit of background, it, like a lot of people in the, that are deeper in the industry and the hobby, remember that USR fought fish and wildlife um, when they put the big snakes on the Lacey Act. Um, they won that lawsuit. Now, what that lawsuit was, they didn't win getting them off the Lacey Act. They didn't get the snakes removed from the Lacey Act. What we were able to do was original was they were banning interstate transport, and the Lacey Act didn't have the jurisdiction to ban interstate transport. Um, and it was there was a precedent from a, co- a federal case in the '80s where they actually said that. Um, and that's what USR sued them over was that there was a precedent that showed that they don't have the jurisdiction to stop interstate transport. So that's what this is. We pointed out to them that legal what they were doing wasn't legal. So now they're changing the rules so that they can keep doing what they were already doing. It's just legal now. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I remember the first time around, and that was a big that was a big thing. Uh, it, it changed, even though it was still allowed interstate travel, it did change a lot of things. Like you don't get a green anaconda is imported now. So they went from cheap to like a thousand dollars for a green anaconda because <laughs> yeah. you couldn't get them anymore. Um, and a lot of the big constrictors, not that, you know, I, you can be on one side or the other for importing. I think importing is good and one side and, 
It can be a pain in the butt in the other. Maybe anacondas shouldn't have cost $100. Well, hold on, though. When when you're talking importing right now, you're talking importing wild-caught animals. This doesn't stop wild. This is something that came up recently. Mm -hmm. When it says wild animals, it doesn't mean wild-caught. Yeah. That is the species. A ball python, a python regius, no matter where it is in the world, is a wild animal. Yeah, we can't import no from Europe. No matter how many generations, captive bred, clown, scaleless, banana, what the heck, doesn't matter. It's a wild animal. So when we see that, please realize that too. Like this is yes. anything that is not dog, cat, normal domestic farm animal. Yeah, and, and it will. Like I said, it will spread to hamsters. Like no, people, I don't think people think about the fact that it's not. It's very easy for the general person to go, yeah, no one should have a snake. No one should have a tegu. But it's going to stop your little kid from getting their ha- hamster at PetSmart. It's going to stop yep. them from getting their parakeet. It's going to stop them from getting goldfish because you're not going to be able to take fish across state lines. A, a beta can't go across state lines because it will be an exotic animal. And, and one of the bigger problems of what's being proposed is actually – so right now the Lacey Act is a, a prohibited list. There's a list of prohibited animals and plants and whatever that are on it. So that's a blacklist. That's things you cannot have. Everything outside of that, they don't care about. If you can't have it, it's on that list. What they're proposing is flipping that, where they make a list of the things you can have, and everything else, no matter what it is, is not allowed. And why that makes a big difference is because, let's say they discover a new species of python. Guess who's never getting it? Yeah. This country, because it's not there, we would have to fight to get to have on it the added list. to the list to be able to come in in the first place. Or let's say uh, I just recently had Palilo Island geckos, pseudo gecko smergdina, or that are a really rare, very not seen in captive collections ever gecko. I brought those in through Canada from uh, Russia, and that wouldn't have been able to happen. And that's a gecko that only a few dozen have ever come into the country ever. So there's not even a precedent to say that there's some thousands are coming in. So this would stop anything. So like, again, that would be a species that totally random. Nobody would think about, but I just can't bring it in ever because it's not on the list of ones I can. Well, what's crazy about this thing is that uh, what it, it's hidden in a bill that most people will look at the bill and go, this is a good thing. It's for the country. And they hit it there. There's other things going on, though, that it's not like some of the other things like the uh, one that affected Bill is probably the where they tried to stop. Uh, educational shows and being able to do the traveling shows where those kind of were on their own. They were trying to stop that. And that's much easier for people to see, but this one was hidden behind a whole bunch of words. And, and if it weren't for us arc, we, we wouldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you the, the thing about uh, this is that, oh. so this is, I, I complain about it all the time. This is the culmination of a large group of people in this country not understanding the laws that govern them and how our structure of government works. Yep. So every single time we go through something like this America Competes Act, right? It's actually an economic stimulus bill. And anytime that happens, those bills are gigantic because they're based on the American economy, which is highly variable and extremely complex. So what everybody does is puts little things inside of that because if you don't pass an American economic bill, you hate America. Yeah. And so it's it's an easy way to get things passed in our form of government. And it's the same way when Ryan was just saying between white and blacklist. So the current style of governing and style of regulation that we have is a blacklist. The reason, and 
I'm probably like the worst person to have on for this because I <laughs> this isn't to the point. I I saw Ryan's thing before this supporting US Arc and I, and I love US Arc and we need to support US Arc. We aren't currently at the part where US Arc can help us now. This is the part where individual effort is what is necessary because it's in the hands of congressmen and has already passed the House. And so if you don't individually call your senators to tell them, hey, this particular part of the Competes Act is not okay with me, the likelihood of a very small lobbying contingent from U.S. ARC affecting them is very small. They're really good and they're really effective, but they aren't the constituents from 50 plus states. They're one dude in a law firm. And so we need herpeticulture to understand our style of governance. The reason that we currently don't have a really good chance of changing this and have a really good chance of losing in this particular instance is they're not doing a ban. They're not doing a Bill Bradley can't do educational shows anymore. So we're going to get rid of Barnum and Bailey's and bans sound nasty saying no sounds nasty. Changing your style of governance, changing your style of articulation. Oh no, no, we didn't say you couldn't have it. We just prefer the whitelist style as opposed to the blacklist style. Mm-hmm. We just want to change a style of regulation. The 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 way you can I could sell that to anybody. It sounds yeah. awesome. Well it doesn't I- sound doom and gloom unless you know what those words mean. And ninety-eight percent of the country doesn't know what those words mean. But when you say, hey, we're gonna change the style of regulation, we think this style makes more sense. What do yeah. I ca- I don't care how you regulate like you you regulate airplanes and gas and tr- I don't care how you do it the, the government's job is to regulate stuff so it just fades into the ether of regulation and for people that say that that method oh well you know we won't be blindsided by that it's actually a proven fact so as an elementary educator and even the summer camps that I go and work at one of the first things they tell you instead of saying don't run you rephrase it with a smile and you say walk please because when you make it more positive and you put that psychology spin on it more people are likely to conform to what you're wanting Mm -hmm. so I 100% it's the same thing thing. 100% it's it's passive voice aggressive voice you're just changing your language style especially in education it's massive it's storytelling as opposed Mm -hmm. to math is boring well learning about apple carts is less boring than doing math it's it's forms of language and we're just changing our form of language and like ryan was saying for whitelist versus blacklist a huge part of the reason that the uh, bill you're referring to that banned um, educational demonstrations the reason a Specifically in Illinois, the reason that failed, uh, I'm fortunate to know some of those folks, is the uh, agriculture lobby smashed that in Springfield. One of the ladies who is part of our kids 4-H, unbeknownst to us until that happened, she she's part of that. And Teresa shared it on Facebook and, and Tasha uh, messaged her and was like, hey, hey, what are you talking about? And we're like, oh, yeah, well, it's it's going to do this thing. And it's talking about petting zoos and so on and so forth. But it includes us. And they were like, uh, no, it doesn't. Because it turns out a bunch of really fancy 4-H animals are exotic and they're not native to the United yeah. States. So they got very upset. And it, it was particular to our state. It wasn't a federal thing. But, I mean, they hammered it in Springfield. And that thing died real fast. 
that had nothing to do with us. That had to do with fancy chickens because more, <laughs> way more people oh, care about that. Oh, I know some people that show chickens, and it's, it is yeah, an intense but field. <laughs> so, but that's the problem is to, to what Ryan was saying when you talk about whitelist versus blacklist. Blacklist is always things that are scary. They're injurious, invasive, and you can – ah, it'll get you or whatever. Yeah, show pictures of Burmese For pythons all day long is what they'll do. Well, but here's the thing. <clears throat> Sorry. If you put the top 25 pets that big box pet stores like on the whitelist, you include all domestic cats and dogs and all the things that would be inclu- included in um, modern United States agriculture on the whitelist. Then the really big lobby groups that have a ton of money don't have any reason to help us fight. And in this fight, we are tiny. Yeah. So we always need those people to help us fight. If the the style of governance and the style of <clears throat> geez, sorry, style of regulation that Ryan is describing is a wonderful tactic from animal rights because it takes away all the people that help us fight. And so now it's incumbent on her pediculture. Like you individually have to call your senators for this one Bells because the, the big lobby groups that are really cool about fancy chickens and are very concerned about maybe your cows come from a certain place and so on and so forth. But if they have the money and the influence to lobby to be on the white list, they don't really care that you're on the white list. It, it isn't they're not lobbying against you, but they are lobbying for them. And if being for them isn't also for you, then it's not helpful to you. It, it, this isn't, and I sound like a total jerk, but this is an awesome move by animal rights. Like it's, it's a, it's a really good. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Totally brilliant. Now that all of the onus is on us. Like it is, it's entirely incumbent on her pediculture. Cause we we got crossed up (laughs) Yeah, and and we're not that great at it. Well, and I see yeah. it as a uh, it's a supply chain move. If you cut off the yeah. supply chain, which is the animals, if you cut the inability yeah. for us to get an animal from a state away, eventually, the goal is we will run out of animals. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, we talked. I we talked about that in the the, the last one I was talking about with with Phil and stuff about it's all it's the same thing as adopt don't shop. It's a great thing to think about. Who everybody should save puppies that don't have homes and give them a loving home. That sounds totally great. And the evil puppy mills that are cranking out dogs and blah, blah, blah. But if if we went to adopt, don't shop, which should basically do the same thing as cutting off all, all interstate transport for reptiles, eventually all the animals you buy are neutered and you can't breed them anymore. Yep. You can there's a there's an end to that supply. Yep. Yeah. And then when that supply is gone and none of those animals have the ability to make more, that's it. And when it comes to herpeticulture and the animals, think about this. Like, I work with some cool animals. I have the peacock monitors. If I end up being the only person, if this collection of peacock monitor- monitors ends up being like an assurance colony for the for the for the, for the hobby, it'll suck if it can't leave Illinois. Yeah, everyone really have to move to Illinois to anyone else. Right. Not for me, but for the rest <laughs> of you. Guys. Yeah, for you, you're good. All, you all it's going to do is is uh, is grow the black market. It, it's yep. just it's it's gonna make it'll make criminals yeah. out of yeah, normal sure. people. Absolutely. You know what this reminds See, here, me of? Here's here's my thing. I, I I agree with what you're saying. My problem is that almost not everyone, almost everyone that I have spoken to on this particular subject, that's the first thing that they say is so we're a very fringe 
like alternative tattoo type people mm-hmm. culture anyway yeah. in reptiles. And so most of us don't have a problem doing the slightly shadier things if necessary. The problem with that is it makes it our default. Yep. And a, a, a vast majority of the people that I have spoken to on this were like, well, guess we're going to go underground with reptiles now. And it's well, like, no, that I don't, that can't be your attitude. Well, that's I, the problem because we, we can't understand on that. logically the emotion behind that attitude, but that attitude makes it easier for you to not call your senator. Yeah. Yep. That because why would I spend the time to call and email my senator if I know I'm just going to drive to Daytona and buy a snake anyway? It that, also eventually that person, dude, I'm telling anybody who thinks that they're just going to wait, it'll be fine. <laughs> Once they are illegal and you can't do that, then yes. At some point, someone could kick down your door and take all your crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I know people that's happened and it, to. And I'll be honest. I and mean, it'll be it'll ahead. be federals, which is much, much yeah. worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, and you can't really do crap to stop Sorry. that. Well, and that's like the, I mean, you, we had no clue why those wildlife and fisheries guys were at our house that day. Or how they found me. Or even how they found, like, it was scary as shit. Like, I remember sitting in the driveway calling him going, do I need to tell them that Lexus you're not Nexus. here and they have to come down? Like, what, what is happening right now? I haven't gotten out of well, my car. I, They're approaching my I vehicle. That- like, I was freaking out. I think that a lot of people discount that portion of it and Mm -hmm. not to not to get into a bunch of detail, but I have a little bit of experience on that side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If, if this gets made into federal law, then the enforcement of it is in federal law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And that brings the full weight of the United States government behind it. Most people get, it, we're, we're very lackadaisical. Like you, you start to think like, you know, oh, stereotypical small town sheriff, like old Jim's not really going to care that I got a garter stick or whatever. And that's, that's not how it is. Like once it becomes federal, like there are minimum sentencing, there's minimum fines there. Like everything is bigger and worse in federal law and federal law enforcement to the point that even if you as a small person, are willing to do that. Like, I'll just go to Indiana and get it. I don't care. A, anybody who has any brains won't sell it to you because then they're implicit in it. And B, I would bet that a dude who makes enclosures and stuff, is a small business owner, Mm -hmm. uh, is probably going to start looking for a new line of life. And then he's not going to sell you things to keep it in or sell you things to feed it or sell you lights or it... It starts to impede all of those things because even if, even if like trading tarantulas in the parking lot's a little bit shady, buying stuff from the big box pet store is a straight up legit business. Like I got to go get light bulbs somewhere and they're just going to stop selling them because there's no money in it because none of these guys can technically own spiders anymore or whatever. Well, that's why I'm hoping we'll get someone like all the legitimacy. I'm hoping the big box and the legitimacy is what's making our hobby awesome right now. Right. We have killer equipment and closures and like we're crushing it on keeping things because we're for real a legit industry now. And people don't understand that that goes away just as quickly as it came. Turn it down. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that the big box like PetSmart and Petco and Zilla and all – and they're not big box. But, you know, all those companies are going to jump on this because that's – you don't think so, Ryan? No. I'm on the no committees way. that talk to them. They're they not. don't care? They do. <laughs> uh, 
Hold on. Let me think of how to tiptoe around this one. Thanks. <laughs> They'll just um, still pet smart with dog and cat food. <laughs> no, Zilla, like companies like Zilla, Zoomed, and Exoterra, they care. They do. There's people there that care. It is going to affect their business. Um, the big box stores, to be totally honest, they care, but the square footage that Reptile takes up, yeah, they'd be yeah. happy to make that dog food and it's make more out. money with that. Well, I'm thinking, I know that. But I was thinking the other half, I mean, you've got. If it goes well, away, honestly, it, could, it could be fish, reptiles, hamsters, birds. Lobby I know. It, it, hope, I, I, I do think the big companies are going to get more involved. Um, I'm sure that they're doing a lot more on the back end. But you're not – I don't want to give the idea out there that when these things come around, the big companies help. Yeah. Because realistically, especially with this one, it, 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 them changing this affects every almost all animals at all stores. But like when it came to the retic ban and like the the other other stuff that happened, they didn't give a crap and weren't a part of any of that because it didn't affect pets that are sold at Petco. And if it doesn't affect leopard geckos and ball pythons, they don't really care. So we have to be we have to remember that like we have to be diligent. And those big companies don't think about the hobby like we do. If if if, if Petco decides to never sell another reptile again, that won't hurt them as bad as you think. Yeah. Nope. And and they know that they keep them around because there's money there. But if there's a lot of things on the on the, on the in the balance that could go badly, and like Bill said, there's definitely two. Like there's a there's a walk there's a, a a butterfly effect from it. Like I love watching all the uh, all the things to say. You know, pet, the box store shouldn't sell reps shouldn't sell pets shouldn't sell rep live animals. And like I understand seeing a lot of the neglect and care the issues that happened, which also happens at tons of mom and pop stores too. It's yes. just pet stores. Um, but realistically, those major reptile product companies get way more than half of their money from probably three to four chains. Yeah. So if those those chains stop carrying live animals, then they don't have a reason to keep making products, which it, it all collapses, just like Bill said. And that same thing happens like if we look at it this way: with if 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 they're if we're able to if the Lacey Act stops the transfer of animals across state lines. If they get this and that happens on top of a whitelist and all the other things, it's going to make it so difficult for us to even fight to get the hobby back that who knows how much of it could be there by the time we actually get to the end of that fight. You know, so it takes years and years can crumble an industry. So we need to be diligent. And just like Bill said, every this it's we're at a point now where it's up to us. It's not up to USR. It's not up to Phil anymore. It is up to us to call. And I know it sounds annoying. And I know you have to click a couple buttons and copy and paste the thing and write your name. It's real hard work. But if a hundred people message Fish and Wildlife about or message their senator about this, they're not going to care. But if a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand people message their senators about this, then the next time it comes up, all of the Congress is going to go, hell no, I'm not touching that. Yeah. Did you see how many letters we got last time we touched that? That's how we make this stuff go away. We make the senators afraid to touch it because it could risk their ability to be in house by being a part of a bill that's very unfavorable by their their constituents. We ha you can't fight it with logic. You can't fight it with oh it doesn't make sense because the animal rights groups already win that one. Mm -hmm. We have to push back on them with numbers is a huge thing that we need to do and we have them if people just take the time to actually do something and don't just hope someone else is going to do it. Well, yeah, because guess what? The other people are also kind of hoping that someone else is going to do it. Kind of like how seven out of ten people unclick the link to 
donate a dollar to us archon ship your reptiles you have to actively unclick that to not support them and it's the same thing as people just going somebody else is going to fix this i know they will i believe in them well and i i worry about a couple of things i worry the the way our hobby is and we and we know the people in our hobby i worry that states like florida texas california which are big and have huge reptile populations will go we're good. I mean, if we don't have to go across state lines, it's fine. We got the shows in state. We got breeders in state. I, I worry about those people going, not worrying about the large scale. Um, and then, right. yeah. Well, what I tell people with any of that stuff is realistically, the interstate transport, you may think you're good, but man, imagine that the moment, <laughs> the moment that, like, let's say I'm working with the peacock monitors and I hatch a freaking albino. Like, or whatever, yeah. all the different cool things that could happen. Just there's, there's salamanders that barely exist anywhere in the hobby anymore. That There's only like two people in the country working with. And if you decide one day that like you just find a passion for caw data that you never knew you had, too bad, dude. You can find what's in your state. All of that other stuff that you used to have access to, you don't know. Yeah. And if you do, it's a federal law. You're breaking a federal law. Like you're looking at like... It's it's such a, some of it's up to ten years in prison and like a twenty five thousand dollar fine for taking your pet to the if I take my pet my pet to the vet in Milwaukee across the, the state border, you know they like it's just crazy. Well, my so my dad commented in the chat. He says contacting your senators works if you're relentless, and and that's how the anti gun control lobby started. I mean they're you know both sides are very relentless on that, and the reason guns are still legal is because that they they fight that very well. We're not that organized. We're definitely not that organized. And we need to be, we need well, to sound so, way more like thing, a though, is, collaborative Karen. Yes. You're, you're also, especially when you talk about the gun lobby and things, is you're talking about a, an established culture and the vast majority of people that are interested in that particular political subject are older. And so they, they have been, it's just life experience, right? It, it's understanding how our form of governance works. Like yeah. a lot of people who are younger and a lot of people who aren't very maybe well-versed in politics, it's not a fun thing to talk about anymore. It's very divisive in our country. A lot of people don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Don't understand or didn't have a concept of what Ryan just said. Like, what, what are we supposed to be doing? Like, well, you're supposed to continually contact your senators because the way that you get those people to act in the way that you think that they should act is by assuring them that they'll be reelected if they do what you want. It, it isn't a form of doing the right thing. It's, it's doing what I tell you because you work for me as an elected person, but you can't actually frame it that way because everybody is abrasive to that form of language. Yeah. But Absolutely. you just have to make it, but you have to make it seem emergent. This so, is important. It's a big deal to a lot of people. If I disappoint them, then it can affect my job. Yes. And th that kind of language and that attitude, a lot like her pediculture in general, is it's a younger scene. And especially like the, the gajillion people in this country that own a single pet are kids or yeah. very young people. And then they just don't have that concept of, well, why, why would they do this whitelist versus blacklist thing? Why would you ban things? Like it's not it, – it's an emotional concept. Mm -hmm. That's not the right thing to do. And, and we frame it poorly. Whereas when Ryan talks about like, hey, you need to contact these people and bring it to their attention to make it important to them. 
because otherwise you, you could just vote yes or no for your entire career as a senator. And if nobody ever knows what you voted yes or no on and you're a nice person, you'll get reelected. Elections are popularity contests. Oh, yeah. And you are affecting someone's popularity based on whether or not they said yes or no to a law. Well, if nobody ever knows that you did the unpopular thing, then you're still popular. The other it, thing, too. Well, it's just the form of governance in our country. It, it honestly sucks, but we have to play into it because we need it for what we do. Oh, absolutely. Well, like one of the things I wanted to point out that we brought up with Phil on the other call, that, or that Phil brought up, that I thought was a really good point, too. So I want to bring it up here for anybody watching and listening is that that four pages of the Lacey Act stuff in this bill, this is a three, this is a two, $2,900 bill before the 200 amendments were added. 2,900 page. Yeah, or yeah, 2,900 pages <laughs> before the 200 uh, different amendments were added. So, like, this thing's gigantic, and this is, like, four pages of it. So, the most of your... I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a secret. None of your senators read this they have no. interns and people in their in their offices go through it and tell them the cliff notes of what they need to know if those four pages didn't get caught by their people or didn't stand out as a reason for them to know they might they probably don't even know it's in there or what it would do they have no idea because if they aren't involved in that industry or they aren't part of a lobbying thing with farming or something then they may not see this and that's not unusual like i can't I, I, I love reptiles, but if you were like, hey, tell me about this bird, I can tell you it has feathers and this snake likes to eat it. That's all I know about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it, so, but you have to remember, not everybody knows everything. So they're the same, they're, they're in the same boat, you know, but no, we need, so by reaching out to your senator, you may be, you may be the reason that they actually see this, that yeah. they actually realize that this is a thing and a problem. And you also may end up starting them up on fighting back. Yeah. Um, I've done that where I've, I've, I've talked to people. I, I got the sponsor of a bill in Wisconsin. After talking with him, he banned HSUS from his offices for the remainder of the session. Nice. Like, because he, he got brought he, he was the sponsor of the bill written by them. But it's because they worded it to him in a way that made it sound like this bill was going to stop people from putting baboons in their bathroom. <laughs> well, that's which, the Everybody wants. Nobody's against that. Right. But that's the problem with H with, with them and PETA. The problem is those two groups, PETA and the Humane Society, are looked at by the general public as do-gooders. They're looked yeah. at as good, reliable groups doing the right things for animals. But it's the people like us that actually know what they're really doing that realize they're not. And then we have to overcome that on top of overcoming people not liking reptiles in general. And then overcome a senator who has no clue what he's actually fucking voting on. He's just voting on what he was told is the most popular thing to vote on. Mm -hmm. Right. But what I'm saying is like, well, like and that's, if you look that's at where it, when you when you do that email, when you reach out to him, copy and paste the US Arc one if you want, or the whatever other ones you find. But at the same time, if you really want anybody that really wants to make it a, their impact a thousand times heavier, write your person why you that your pets are going to be affected by this. Your life. I, will be affected by this. Your hobby, your passion, your joy and happiness and things in your life that you appreciate are going to change due to a law that makes no sense. I wrote it from the position of a business owner whose business would be devastated in as in one of his constituents. Exactly. <clears throat> because and I think I think copying and pasting copying and pasting and a million people sending the exact same thing doesn't have as much weight as a genuine 
Yeah. You know, something that you exactly. wrote yourself that means something to you. And something well, to remember. Did you and- guys see on your Instagram? I tagged Dan Crenshaw in that. Oh, yeah? Nice. And I and I messaged him. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, a ton of people in, in Congress are very active on social media. Yeah. That dude in particular, he uses Instagram all the time, and I already followed him. Dude, I sent him a message that we were going to talk on a podcast that's centered in Texas that has two educators on it and a small business owner, and he might want to check it out. And then I tagged him in the post that you guys made that we were coming out to talk about the U.S. ARC alert today. Very cool. Like, hey, dude, because I guarantee that guy has no idea. No, no. He has no clue about any Mm -hmm. of the stuff we're talking about, because if you like I follow his social media and he has certain topics that he's very passionate about and he posts and, and talks about. Um, and this definitely isn't one of them because he does, I doubt very seriously. He keeps a reptile or knows anything about it. So I was like, Hey man, here you go. Like I, the, the Twitter culture kind of annoys me, but man, is it useful for that kind of stuff? Right. Like there's a staffer somewhere that reads that dude's Instagram. That's like, Hey, some dude just tagged you in a reptile. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Ann Hughes in the chat, she uh, she said to remember to be relentless, but remember to be polite. And that, yes. you know, that's kind of where where you're both going with this is you've got to be polite. But while as you say that, it's, it's kind of got my wheels turning. I almost feel like I need to write it. You know, I need to write him and email him as the wife and mother of two people that are very into reptiles and myself as well. Um, from a podcast perspective, like this is something we do for a hobby as a teacher who has reptiles in her classroom, Mm -hmm. my students would be devastated if we lost our pets. I mean, our leopard gecko is getting chubby again and the kids were freaking out saying we need to put her on a diet. (laughs) So, I mean, like they pay attention to all those little details and to think of all the classrooms that would be affected as well. So, you know, you, you definitely, you definitely have a lot of things to hit on when you, when you slow down and think about just how involved you are. And like I said, even if you don't know what to write. U.S. Arc has a thing. Uh, what is the other? I did one the other day for. Was it PJAC? PJAC probably has one. They too, have yep. one too. Um, they th- those will make it easy for you. even if you can't come up with your own original thought. That's fine. Sure. Do that. That's something. Absolutely. But uh, what not to do? I'll just get on a small tangent. And Robert, Robert, <laughs> we're not going to name coming. a person. I know it's coming. We won't, can I? Can I can you I go ahead. Just, we won't Robert name anybody. is like, okay. oh, I swear there was steam coming out of his ears when he came in earlier. One of the people that commented on this today <laughs> said it best. Make sure the gun is loaded before you pull the fucking trigger. No joke. We had someone today who is somewhat influential post that they had read through the bill and it looked like all the stuff for the Lacey Act had been removed. And they made this long post and I got sent the screenshot at least 10 times in a 30 minute time span. Hey, look, we won. And I'm like, fuck, no, we didn't. I guarantee you it's still in there because she, this person was, (laughs) was speaking uh, about how disappointed they were in us arc that they missed this and they caused this uproar. And then people were commenting saying, yeah, it seems like it was just a a, a money grab, a money grab for us arc. Uh, trying to get people to donate. Oh my god! And uh, yeah. And then when we brought it, when when this person called, they I mean they did. They called the congressman 
After they posted. After they posted. The congressman who said it said in the bill had made a motion for it to uh, be taken out. And they were like, yes, we made the motion. It failed. It's still in there. And instead of there was there was an amendment to remove that amendment. Yes. But it failed. failed. So instead of saying, hey, guys, I fucked up. They went in and deleted all the comments of people telling them, you need to take this down. This was not a good idea. And then locked it so no one else could comment after arguing with people about why they were right and how they were right in posting this. And I was fucking livid this morning when I read this, when I saw this. You know know who I follow for this kind of stuff? Who? U.S. Ark and Phil Goss. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying, like. Right. If I was going to ask anybody, it's probably the person that found the, yes. this in the 3,000 pages well, in the that, first that's place what I, my, and alerted my, us all to it. My argument with this person this morning was you don't realize how much damage you've done because if, yep. if one person says, oh, fuck, we won, I'm not going to pursue this any farther, that's one less person we have writing a senator. What if it's someone in Montana where maybe 10 people wrote to their senator? You know, That's why I won't answer. If you come to me and ask, how how likely is it that this will pass? <laughs> I've been asked that a lot. I'll never answer you. <clears throat> I'll never tell you yes or no, or it's likely or unlikely, or it's got a good chance or it's not. Because realistically, everything has the same crazy chance of getting through. And half the time, what we're thinking is the, the reasoning behind it has nothing to do with it. And there's other people involved with what we're fighting for anyway. Like, it's... There's so much going on behind closed doors that we don't know. You just don't, you, we're, don't relax. Like we don't need to be, this is another thing I'd love to see with the hobby. I'd love to see us not be hundred, hundred miles an hour. Nothing. hundred yes, miles an hour. Yeah. Nothing. Constantly. It's exhausting. Like, how about we all just be members and pay attention and we all work together on this stuff. And it's a constant conversation that we're aware of. And we don't just freak out every like six months and then do nothing for the other six months. Well, I know. I think Ryan, we talked about this before when you're on, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. people not being, members of us art and i don't understand anybody's argument for not being a member and they can they can say all the stuff they want to they don't this or that there's no reason to not give at least five dollars a month to us art just our as whole house are members if, if you're not a member and and this is what i get at, at auction every time i'm at a show and i talk I, i'm not a member but i donate to auctions okay so what that tells me is you care about people seeing you support us art but you don't really care about what that you actually do for us art and the other part, because while donating animals and things like that to auctions is important, and I hope everyone continues to do that, I'll continue to do that forever, no matter what. Um, but realistically, that means that we are putting all of the weight of U.S. Arc and Phil and what we can do on whether reptile shows happen or not. How do you think that went last year? Right. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and Brian, the membership Brian, needs to carry people through that. Yeah, Brian Carter. Um, I don't know if you guys know him. It's BC Balls. He posted a thing yesterday about, you know, HSUS budget for 2020, um, PETA budget for 2020, U.S. ARC. And then someone brought up that point that, hey, U.S. ARC was way down last year because of reptile shows being down. So he went and looked. And they were still, the best year they had was just over half a million dollars. Which is nothing. And HSUS, I think, was $111 million last year. And all that money goes to lobbying. It doesn't go to helping any animals. Right. It just goes to getting this law on the books to try and get passed. It goes to lobbying and it goes into the board's pockets. What? Yeah. So one one part, uh, 
kind of gets glossed over that you talked about with this person who made this post and, and some of the comments and stuff. Um, I actually didn't see that one, so my blood pressure was pretty okay today. But <laughs> you want me to send it to uh, you? I got it. Right here. <laughs> I, I don't actually. Uh, it's after oh, eight. Please send it to me. I would meds. love to light yep. somebody up. <laughs> yeah, I haven't taken my meds yet, so uh, give me another nine minutes and okay. then maybe. I feel you um, on that one. <laughs> yeah. No. So um, very specifically in in. In a, in a part of what you were talking about, um, anybody, and like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm not anybody, but whatever. If if you listen to me or, or any of the stuff that I'm a part of, um, if you think that U.S. Ark and Phil are doing any of it for the money, <laughs> go. You need to go. No, for I'm being for real. Yeah, go to one of the bigger shows. Or, and I don't know all the shows that Phil goes to. I, I see him at NARBC because that's very local to me. But, um, dude, just go. Like, go hang out at their table where they have the hats and T-shirts and stuff. Or if it's a bigger show where, like, there's an auction or, or whatever. Um, like, after the show, before the auction, or before the show ends when they're setting up the auction, just hang out. Like, just hang out with those people and, and hear them talk or talk to them or ask them questions or, or whatever questions you may have, but like literally just hang out with them. It, I don't know, like this, we're not a huge group. Like right. if, if you think that us arc isn't legit or you don't think Phil is legit, <clears throat> unless you live in some pretty obscure places, there's a good chance that one or two times throughout the year, you can literally go talk to that dude. Yeah. Yep. He'll probably be somewhere within driving distance of you at some point in a calendar year. And like, I don't, I'm not like buddies with him, but I mean, I, I've talked to him quite a few times. Like I just see him at NARBC and I'm kind of a unique looking dude. So it's one of those like, Hey, yeah, the guy, like, you know, <laughs> it, it, this isn't a hard thing to do. Like if, if you have that big a concern about it, when, all of the names or important people in the hobby are telling you like, Hey, it's a really big deal. It's really important. And then you still have these reservations or you think it's like a money grab or something weird. Like I, I sh encourage anybody who is in any way involved with her pediculture, literally go talk to the guy, go to the table, hey, whoever's slinging t-shirts that day. It probably will be him but there is going to be a couple other people hanging out depending on which show you're at. Dude, just hang out and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Like help sort hats or something like it. Th there isn't a way for any of like eat for Ryan. Ryan's super heavily involved in like every possible facet of her pediculture. But if you don't know him, like, I don't have any reason to trust that dude. Like I don't know him. That's a bunch of crap. Go to a show and stand around and talk to him. Yep. Like we're a really small world. And if you are worried about those things, you actually can go check it out. Like, well, that's why it's very, I, you have to be very careful with what you I say. Hate that, I hate that argument of, ah, oh, it's sketchy or I don't know them or it's shady or that's nonsense, man. Like the, everything about what we do is so accessible. You are choosing not to access it. So mm -hmm. then I turned my mic off so that I could type my lesson plans and not be crazy loud. Um, one of the things that, that you're saying though, I feel like the older generation in reptiles 
is cool with that because they are perfectly fine. James makes fun of me for this all the time. I will walk up to a complete stranger and be your best friend in 10 minutes because that's just the oh kind God, of person I am. Like I will make friends with any, I I met a woman in the bookstore two weeks ago who ended up living in our neighborhood and I'm tutoring her son in writing next week. Like that, that happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. The younger generation, they are quicker, I feel, to say, oh, that person's super sketchy. I don't know them instead of just going up and talking. It's something that we're like breaking our child of right now. Like she will not go talk to people. And she was fine with it until like six months ago. And all of a sudden she like will not talk to strangers, even if we're with her. I would say there's. We always teach kids not to talk to strangers, but in certain cases, like, when you need to ask like, for ketchup from the waiter, you should be able to go ask for yeah. ketchup. Yes. I used to be like that uh, up until I was like 15 and I worked in a grocery store. I I wouldn't like ask anything. My younger sister was, and that was because we all spoke for her. So she didn't have to speak for herself until she went off to college. And, you know, that was whatever. We enabled that. And I don't want that for her. However, I've I feel like our community... And our herp family with all the reptiles and people are also very good judges of character because we can hang out with somebody for 10 minutes and be like, something's really off with this person or, hey, this is a good person. So I feel like if you just go talk to someone for five to 10 minutes, you know, we <laughs> we we can totally you can fix that. You can get to know them and realize, hey. I mean, like, I have never met Ryan in person. We were actually talking before we started about how excited we were. We were going to get to finally meet this weekend at NARBC. Or at least I am. He may not feel the same way. But. Um, <laughs> run, Ryan, run. <laughs> excited. But, but with that being said, it's, you know, you just you just have to put yourself out there. Like, I've, I've seen everything he's doing for our community. And, like, I. I I mean, like you're so knowledgeable about all of this stuff, and it, it's it's very like well, almost apocalyptic with some of the shit that's about to. But go we down. are such a like, small community that it it should be easy for everybody. I mean, it's funny how often I'll talk to somebody, and they'll mention somebody on the other side of the country, and yeah, I know them because and yeah. you, it's not something you can say in any other sort of larger industry where like yeah, I know this person and that person and this person, and so do you, and we've never met each other, and so. It's also very, like with the person that made that post, you need to be very careful what you say because of the way this community works. You know, uh, Ryan had the same thing when these light bulbs came out. Uh, there were people that were trashing the light bulbs with no evidence, no understanding, hadn't talked to them at all about it. And because a few people said it, it started getting spread on different groups that, yeah, none of this works. This is all horrible. That's just shut the fuck up. If you don't know, just, just shut the fuck up until you talk to somebody. Like, that's just that's just it's that's like, just her lore. That's I, just her pediculture in general. Hear something, graders. repeat it. Hear something, repeat it. Hear something, repeat it. But we also have we're in a weird space now with, with social media and influencers and or whatever you call those people. <laughs> um where I I I genuinely don't know the person that you're referring to, but if if it's a a person that has that kind of following or, or that sort of influence that too many people who are single pet owners or, or new to her pediculture, or, you know, everybody makes fun of ball pythons, but they, they bring in a ton of people yes. and you just get one cause it's super cool. And you, you know, pides are sweet or you like more, whatever. 
it, it brings in a ton of singular pet owners. Same with Cresteds and Beardies and, and, and small things. And those people aren't are a part of her pediculture in the essence of their spending power and their influence on big box industry, but they're not a part of her pediculture in the way that probably the five of us feel like we're a part of her pediculture. But yeah. the influencer, uh, like social media type people, those people, I would argue with some exceptions are also not a part of her pediculture. They are using her pediculture for their purpose. And so when you get six, so like, um, like, okay, a positive example, Ed and Emily, yes, they're actually a part of her pediculture. Like I've met them and hung out with Amazing them. People. They are reptile keepers and they're very well versed. The reason that she's so popular is because she really is that nice of a person in real life. And so she's just a really good example, but the, the, base of her <clears throat> power, I guess, of influence, whatever, is like two million people that have one gecko. Yeah. Yep. It's not two million me's. There's like 40 me's that know her. Yeah, no, she grows the hobby. Million... She grows it way more than we grow the hobby for sure. Right. But it, but that's a, the positive side. Yes. The negative is also true. Like if, if you do you know, dangerous stuff or you play, you know, put your head in the gator or whatever stupid thing. <laughs> the, the same is also true because people like me probably don't like you. Yeah. But there aren't a whole lot of me's. There's like four Ryan's. There aren't a whole lot of you guys. <laughs> right. There's two million people that are waiting for the NASCAR crash of the gator on your head thing. And those people are, are bringing it to you or are bringing you your, your influence. The problem is that it goes the other way. So like this person that you're talking about that said the stupid thing or said it incorrectly, they have no concept of how that affects her pediculture. They right. aren't actually a part of her pediculture. No. They're using her pediculture to make a lot of money off YouTube or TikTok or whatever thing, but they're not in her pediculture. Like they're not doing what we're doing. They don't hang out and play with reptiles all day. They hang out and edit TikTok videos because they have four reptiles or whatever it is. Like it's, too many people in her pediculture think that those people are her pediculture. Yeah. Yes. And they're not. They are using the less. They're content creators. People. Yeah. Content but like, not even good content. But people have <laughs> a hard time parsing it out. Like, and and I I would argue this as well that just like the Phil thing, like you, you were just talking to Dave and hanging out with Dave, um, Ed and Emily. Dave, you know, people like that, you could literally go hang out and talk to them. Yeah. Like if, and I, I have met other, uh, content creator people. And if you're nerds like us, you hang out, talk with those people. It's like, you don't actually know anything about reptiles. <laughs> like you're, you're not a reptile nerd. Yeah. Whereas if you hung out with a Dave or you hung out with an Ed and Emily or you were at a, a show and saw a Ryan or, you know, talk to the folks from ZooMed or any of these other places, it's like those are nerds. They're nerds that make money on light bulbs or cages or YouTube or whatever, but they're nerds like us. Yep. And it's I don't know, it, it, the, in the context of something like this competes act is you you're relying on your information from people that say they're one of you but are really just using all of you 
Like they're not one of you. Phil is one of us. Phil's a nerd. Like if you hang out and talk to him or you like you go to the NARBC auction, he's some dork talking about knives from his dad's buddy and like and boas cookies and stuff. Like he, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. Like that's it's just it kills me for like I don't know if we can trust like Ryan McVeigh's of the world because he sells light bulbs and it's like he's a lizard nerd. He just happens to be an engineer. Like that's not you know like it that stuff kills me because you're you're letting people use you and then because you don't know that now today oh well I guess we won and it's like what you know you you just put US Arc five steps back because you have a cool TikTok following or whatever. <laughs> well, this is. person is a ball python breeder. Uh, that makes all the sense you need right there. <laughs> <laughs> those people, those are terrible people anyway. Uh, oh my god! But they're also a, I mean, a very vocal, and they only approach subjects and post about them as if they're an expert on that subject. You have to use your power for good, people. <sighs> and it was just, you know, they post a lot. Well, no, because if they were a real reptile person, they would have thought about the negatives as well. They would not have just been looking for people to comment and to say me, stuff. It, it, it it was it was symptomatic of today's media and social media. They wanted to be the first fucking person to break the news. They wanted to be the one that said, "I figured this out." Not yep. not is sure. this going to help? I it was. I love it. And that guy was like, I figured it out. Yeah. None of you who are completely involved in everything that you're talking about or have access to everything that I can't see, you don't know the truth, but I figured it out because of Google. Yeah. <laughs> and and it I don't even I don't know how to say this without using some fucking colorful say words. It. No, <laughs> no, I, just just do it. If you're not a member of US Arc, you're a dick. And if you think that you know better than Phil, you're also a dick. Right. Oh, that was my God. thing. There was a guy that commented in there and he's like, I knew it was bullshit from the beginning. Uh th- it'll never pass. Uh it just seems like it was a money grab for US Arc. And uh <laughs> fucking Chris. Chris Eaton. And, I'll say it. And um <laughs> They, uh, start screwed dozens of people out of hundreds of dollars. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I commented whenever they posted that. Okay, I was you know here's the real information. I said, well this this comment didn't age very very well, did it? <laughs> well, of course he doubled down on it. Yep. He doubled down and was like, yeah, you know, he made a hundred thousand dollars last year. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, that ain't. I mean, he made a th- paycheck for a job. Yeah. That, that's what he did. He right. made a paycheck <laughs> right. for a job that he worked his ass off on. Right. Yeah. I mean, God forbid. That, he, I guarantee if you break that down by the hour, he fucking guy probably made minimum wage. God, yeah. Oh, God. God it's, forbid he paid I rent. Called, I called Phil last night at 9 30 my time. Oh no. oh, no. We, uh, what just happened? I don't know. I don't know, but I think everybody's hearing their conversation. And not us. And not us. And not, oh, we're back. Yeah. There we go. Or be polite. We're back now. Oh, I got you. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Bill's frozen. Am I here? You're here. You're here. Right. You are here, Bill's Ryan. Here. He's moving on. Bill is here. Oh, Ryan back. is here. All right. Bill's moving. Lord. <laughs> I love the internet. So, um, if you guys saw in the comments here, Warren Booth. Yes. Yes. Doctor Warren Booth here and commenting, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And and I. I, what Warren's work is fantastic and, and I don't want to discredit that, but he's kind of in the same vein of, did you know that? 
Did you know that he's been on the board of directors for U.S. Arc for 14 years? I did not. I did. Like a bunch of I us did. nerds I knew that do. he. I will say, <laughs> I like, knew that he was on the board. I didn't realize he had been involved for that long. Which, but, but now you know, knowing, like knowing about him and now people, taking that, it's not a surprise. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But like yeah. a whole bunch of people that are like, well, it seemed like a money grab and da, 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 this other nonsense. Like. Maybe if you knew anything about the organization and knew the caliber of people that were associated with it, you wouldn't have the opinion that you do. Yes. It's, you know, it, it's those like I, my experience for a lot of this stuff is really limited to things like NARBC. But um, like in, in the auction, the, the people that donate to the auction and the people that bid at the auction and, and things like that, it's an exceptional amount of money. Yes. There are major businesses and in major industries, not just breeders, you know, people that make <clears throat> enclosures and, and feeders and, and different things. And so, like, you're talking about legitimate businesses in, in major industry that support and participate in these things. If it were a scam, you don't think that all of the business professionals attached to our hobby would have learned that by now exactly like you, do, do you think yeah. they would continue like i mean i've been at narbc auctions where you, you're talking 50 grand a night like you that's big time money y you know it's it's just the the very concept that it, it dave and brian and erica and phil doing a live for an hour as a money grab is so <laughs> dumb yeah like what <laughs> like I, yeah. some of the people that came on bid you know they they donated like 500 bucks in a shot and like there were some really cool donations like you guys didn't make any money show me the money like, not not real money not real money that was worth an hour on youtube youtube is millions of dollars a year are you crazy like one dude gave you 500 bucks who cares okay like that's i'm not gonna it, lie i did not know to, ralph davis was on the board it, yeah or still on the board i guess i did not know that yeah. that's kind of I yeah. you, well, you know, I wonder all these people that got in an uproar uh, about this, or the ones that got so upset over a logo change. How many of them are actually paying monthly to US Art? Like, I'm I'm willing to bet most of them are paying nothing, and yet they have Seven something out to of say. Ten people that use ship your reptiles uncheck the box to donate a dollar to US Art, and then that bitch about the logo. Checked. That's automatically checked, so you have to uncheck it. So seven out of ten people actively don't give a dollar out of their $75 shipment that the customer pays for anyway <laughs> to us art to save their hobby. See man, okay. with stuff actively like that, dude, I got other it. hobbies. We kind of deserve the bad things that happen to us. <laughs> oh, I know. We, like if 70% of us uncheck that box, we kind of deserve it. That's like, what sucks. Is like, that's that what sucks. I'd love to see. That, I would love that to is see a depressing the statistic about our culture. Yes. Yeah. But that's, but that's like, that's realistic to a lot of things with people, and it's a societal thing. But what we need to do is get – we just need to get people to understand that, like, look, this all sucks. I promise me, Phil, you guys, all of us, everybody watching, we're tired. We're tired of fighting the government and stopping bans and keeping our pets. It sucks. At the same time, it's never going to stop. And it's not never going to stop because, like – it's never going to stop because the people who are fighting us are getting paid to do it. Yeah, their income is in fighting us. Yes. So we just have to be diligent and continue to be a rock that's too hard for them to move. And eventually, at some point, they're going to focus on other stuff for a while. 
but they're never going to stop paying attention to the reptile community and they're never going to stop going after them because the object of those organizations is to stop all animals from being in contact with all humans. And they're never going to stop doing that as long as there's money to be made in doing it. So we just have to realize that this is this is this is a fight that's going to continue to happen and we need to really bear down and build a foundation for ourselves. This hobby is 30 years old in truly being an industry like we're talking about, not even 30 years old. Yeah. Yep. We really need to solidify a basis for this or for this industry and for this hobby. And we need to f- create a strong foundation. We've been MacGyvers and we've been, we've, we've worked husbandry. We've, we've gotten to where we're at on, on the bodies of too many animals, but and what we got there. And that's what all, all husbandry starts like that. But now we're to a place where our, our organ, our husbandry is getting better. We're doing like Bill said, we're seeing and doing amazing things with animals, but now we need to solidify and defend ourselves and be that foundation. And that foundation really does start. Whether you think you like us arc or not, or whether you think they're doing something or not, that's whatever. They're the only group fighting for us, period. Yep. So even if you think Phil is half-assing it, which I promise he's not, I talked to him enough, I know he's nah, not. He's sitting on an the island somewhere. A, the guy is a beast, and every person watching, you owe him the biggest goddamn hug and thank you you could ever imagine. True. He kills himself for us, and he doesn't get he doesn't get paid nearly enough to do as much as he does. But Keep- no, like we need to create a big membership. We need to start making that where it's a normal. I would love it if do we talk about the auctions and the $50,000 at an auction? That should be a drop in the bucket. Something nice that we can do that's extra, but it should be a drop in the bucket for the funds that USARC has. It shouldn't be, oh, something happened. We couldn't have reptile shows for 12 months. USARC went under. Like, granted, that didn't happen, but what if it was three years without reptile oh, shows yeah. and all of the animal rights groups, guess what? Their funds didn't stop because reptile shows stopped. Nope. Are we willing to risk it based on that? Are you willing, watching what happened last year with COVID and funding for USR, is everybody really willing to just sit here and go, we'll we'll donate some money when we can. It'll be good enough. Or is it time for everybody to wake up? Just wake the hell up for a minute and realize that five bucks a month that you don't even notice come out of your account. If every person that had more than 10 reptiles did that, we would be making HSUS our bitch. Like, but but that's not the case, and we need to get back to that, and we need to build that foundation, and that needs to happen by us building membership. Yeah. It's- well, and I would put a caveat on that of if you are a person who truly doesn't think that U.S. Arc is helping you currently, this particular instance is your time to shine, because this particular instance is when individual effort is required. So if you can tag some senator on Instagram or whatever other nonsense I was doing to get that guy's attention (laughs) or call people or send uh, an email, like you said, talking from the point of a small business owner or put in your own effort. This is it. This is your time. Like if, if you don't feel like the lobbying portion is helping this, this is it. This is the, this is the go time for the individual person. I just got Both a great idea. are obviously necessary, <laughs> but it's, 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 you're stuck, right? If, if, if you're that person, that's like, Oh, us arcs not doing it. All right, man, rock out. I hope, I hope you do it, 
before yeah. Phil does. I hope you do it faster than him. If you happen to be buddies with the Speaker of the House currently, I encourage you to call them and show them a ball <laughs> python or whatever it is yeah. that you have. Like, if you have a hookup, man, hook it up. That's, you know? I feel like my third graders... Hold on. Yeah, no, I'm on. Okay. I feel like my third graders... Obviously, I would get approval from their parents, but I feel like with our writing next week, have them write to the senator. We should write to the senator. How freaking cool would too. that there be? You, you can write I'm to Ted sure Cruz and John Cornyn. Has interacted with an any something that's not a dog or cat at some point. Yeah, we have. I mean, I took. We have an after school program, and my daughter actually helped me uh, two weeks ago. I stayed after school. Um, so we get out of school. That's usually I can when after school programs. At, well, I can leave at four. Shut up, James. I can leave at four. I was there until almost six thirty because I stayed, and they were learning about habitats. And so I, they got to come into my classroom and and look at the different habitats and how our animals are set up. They got to see the bearded dragon up close. They got to see the leopard gecko up close. I mean, they freaking loved it. So it wasn't just kids in my classroom. Like it's, it's kids across the school that are having the opportunity apparently there's a fourth grade teacher with a leopard gecko i didn't know this until the other day um so i thought that was cool so yes biology so, students <laughs> come on james no, no they don't want my students to write trust me my students that's not a good idea <laughs> they, they were writing today and i read that they, that's not going to help our case <laughs> so but with all that said the big thing is you got to get involved you can't just sit there and and just share. I mean, thank you for sharing any posts you see online that helps, but click a link, go email somebody, go contact somebody, be part of the solution and not just bitch at the end when we all get screwed over. Yeah. If you're going to just keep t saying, I support us arc, that's kind of like saying, sending thoughts and prayers, right? Not really do anything. Throw that gauntlet. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's true. It it's is. a way for you to feel like you give a crap without actually doing anything effective. Yep. So how about we like more than just ideologically support us arc and take the eight seconds to click a few links and send a letter Yeah. or maybe actually take the five minutes it would take to write an emotional letter about what your animals mean to you and how this would affect your life and then send it and then tell like 10 other people to do that. And don't mention you voted for the other guy. Don't do that. Or the fact that you <laughs> haven't actually voted in Texas at so, all yet. <laughs> I, I actually, or do mention it. When, when, that I, yeah, there you go. That's not when, a bad idea. When Ted Cruz ran for senator, I used to be pretty heavily involved in politics. I got tired of it, moved out of that shit. But when Ted Cruz ran for senator the first time, he was a huge underdog behind a well-moneyed candidate who had been our attorney general. And I went and block walked for Ted Cruz because we did not want the guy that was running in there. And was part of his campaign was at his his uh, campaign his uh, victory orders. party and and all that and I I put all that in there I said I know you don't know who I am but I was involved with your campaign originally and you know I wrote a very long a very long John Corn and I was just like yeah, you wanted to be like like you're a shithead and we don't like you but <laughs> you know take care it was it was pretty I, I wrote it from the point of a, a business a business owner but I wasn't nearly as in depth as I was with Ted Cruz. Because, you know, he has more of a national platform. Yeah. Right. Huh. Well, that's like I found out in Wisconsin. I went up and I talked. Uh, one of the bills was coming around once. I talked to Senator Ryan. Uh, uh, he had a ball python in college. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Make a connection. Yeah. There. Like, 
that's kind of stuff that you wouldn't know unless you go talk to them. And had I had I thought that like, oh, those guys are just out to get us and they don't care about the hobby and they just want to shut us down, and I went after Adam like that, wouldn't have had that same conversation. So I just kind of went and talked to him. I was like, hey, I don't know if you know about this. He had no clue. And you, I talked to him like I was educating a group of kids at a fair or something. Yeah. Just like I'd talk to anybody when I was just trying to get them educated and get them excited about why animals are cool. And he totally excited. He's like, yeah, I had a ball python in college. They're awesome. And I'm like, yeah, well, this thing they're doing is going to take them all away. And he, that was enough for him to go, that's stupid. And I should look into that <laughs> and grab somebody and say, hey, we need to look into that. That's, that's awesome. all I needed him to do. I needed that one moment at the time. And that was great. Like, and the other part too, I swear, if I see another, like, you voted for this person and this is why this is happening, guys, this is oh bipartisan. Yes. No political person in any office gives a crap about your reptiles, whether they're Republican or Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way it is. Yeah, I it's, saw it's, people it's... commenting today, let's go, Brandon. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, if that's where your fucking brain goes immediately, you are intellectual intellectually I, 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 bankrupt i promise you joe biden has no fucking clue about this right he, right. he yeah. did not sit there in the oval office going we should uh fuck over the reptile people right exactly yep. you know there's this yeah, whole thing about both. war and then fuck over the reptile people right yeah like, and that's the thing people need to remember too when you're writing these people these people don't know most of the time they had nothing to do with it they're not the people coming after you in fact you're reaching out to them to be your ally right yeah. So act like you're reaching out to them to help you. Exactly. Not tell them what pieces of crap they are well, and how right. they, they suck. And honestly, why they, should Ted Cruz know what a ball python is? Right. He shouldn't. It's not like that's not a thing for him to know. Unless he has some connection that we're not aware of. Right. But or, it's your job to help or educate. someone that knows him or is in his family has that connection. Yep. And I'm going to be honest. The, those connections like i have had parents since the beginning of the school that were like oh hey we got a bearded dragon because our kid's obsessed with your class pet and I'm, they're like what do we need can you tell us and i'm like holy shit you need a lot of stuff for a you bearded a dragon like, like, so i'm like here you go <laughs> this will lighting. Yeah. you know like but yep. it's this uh, but these are people that never in a million years would have thought it. they would have mm -hmm. ever owned a reptile but because their kid has talked non-stop for months about our class pet that they got to feed superworms to with a pair of tongs <laughs> for two days because their name was next to hers on the clip chart like it's mind-blowing so don't say that these people don't know anything no, I'm, not about saying, I'm saying but but that's don't don't message them in the in the vein of why are you doing this you should he doesn't know these things. Oh, so yeah, that, so educate, that, like tell them why they should and wh why they're important. Well, that falls back on being polite, but yes. firm to educate and let them know why it's important yeah. to you. These people are in those positions because we put them there. Right. They essentially work for us. We need to let them know, hey, if you want our continued support, this is what we need All from right. you. I'm going to make a transition yeah. to other fun stuff that's happened this week. Okay. Because yeah, Robert's about to. Because I have one, I have one YouTube video that I really want to talk about, and we mentioned them earlier, and I think it's hilarious because if you watch the YouTube oh. video, she's super <laughs> uncomfortable the entire time. Aww. So it's snake discovery video came out this week where they had a hog nose that uh, had a lump inside of it. It was not going to the bathroom. Had a big old, big old mass, and uh, they used a, as she kept saying, a personal massager <laughs> tape to the snake to try and loosen it up. Bless her. And it was hilarious watching her because you know she's talking to like seven year olds. 
on the internet. Oh yeah. And she's holding this this vibrator that she keeps trying to tape to this snake. The seven year old goes, My mom has one my of mom, those. That's in my mom's night drawer. <laughs> but they they even posted a picture of them at Walmart buying it the night before. So like it's not ours. We wanted the <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh the lump did actually go down some and it did it did poop a little bit. There you go. Uh, there are several vibrator tricks you can use for because we've talked about before getting snakes to eat. Sometimes yes. you, you can uh, use a vibrator to get snakes to eat. Take them in the car. Take them for a car ride. But put uh, them on. Uh, somebody said put them in a box on top of the dryer. Yeah, same thing as a vibrator. Yeah. Uh, just funny to watch Emily have to say personal massager over and over again. Bless her. Uh, Love her to pieces. So that was a great one. Uh, oh, another thing I wanted. To, we're talking about reptile shows and all. There was a post that Robert showed me. I think it was Robert. Where a guy said he was going to be at a show. That was John Grant. Oh, John, John Grant showed it to us. That this guy was going to be at a show coming up. He's not vending. He's just going to be at a show. And if you want to buy anything, and he put his list of things there, you could buy it from him in the parking lot. What not cool. Not fucking bag. cool. Right. Don't that fucking do that. not okay. If you're not vending a show, you're not vending a show. Right. You know, that's like going to Walmart, going into Walmart and going, guys, I got shirts for sale. Well, it's like I have... I've taken a couple of things with me this weekend that I'm delivering to customers. But they bought them ahead of time. Right. And You're I'm not, not selling at the and show. And I'm not giving it to them in the parking lot of NARBC. Yeah. You know, I, that's just not. My very first time to ever deliver to a customer was at Herps Conroe. But I sent Sean a message beforehand and said, hey, I'm meeting a customer there before the show opens to give them two racks. I just want, I don't want it to ever be said that I was selling in the parking lot. Yeah. And he said, I appreciate that. And then invited me to vend the next show and the rest is history um oh this one i want to talk about because we got ryan on also and and robert there was a question about thermostats someone had a radiant heat panel question and they posted uh one of the cheaper on off thermostats in there and so you got the debate back and forth in the in the comment section about you know those going well i've had those on my stuff for years and i've never had issues and then the one saying why you should use a proportional <clears throat> um it's never years it's a year or so you never ever see someone say I've had one of those for years. So when I said for twenty years he's used yeah, them. Bullshit. I, no, I don't, look. I'm not gonna lie. I did use on off thermostats for like fifteen years. I did, uh, and I luckily did not burn anything down. But it is definitely not the way to go if you want the best best equipment. A proportional thermostat is definitely the best way to go, um, especially for the life of your heating element as well. Yeah, most of the time, proportional proportional equipment or uh, a stat really just gives you better. It gives you better control. Majority of the stuff that's used for heating, honestly, as long as it's not like if it's a like a, a, a heat a spotlight a white spotlight, don't use like an on off thermostat because that would drive an animal nuts. But most <laughs> of the most of the heating elements realistically that are within herpeticulture. An on-off stat's going to turn on and off so much, it's not that big of a difference, and usually they're pretty close, but a proportional thermostat's going to give you um, just a, a better lifespan on all of the products, as well as generally you're going to get better energy efficiency out of it, too. So I get you know, the occasional customer that's like, hey, my heat tape malfunctioned and burned a hole in a tub. The first question I ask is, what thermostat we're using? 99% of the time, it's one of the $18 Amazon one? Amazon thermostats. Yeah. And I said, there's your problem. And I actually spoke to the manufacturer and they said, yeah, that constant on, off, on, off, on, off, that heat tape is expanding and contracting, expanding, contracting, expanding, contracting. And it just destroys the life of the heat tape. Whereas, you know, with the proportional, it brings it up to temp and it keeps it there. And uh, I've actually started giving out a push card with racks saying that if, you know, 
that a on-off thermostat will void the warranty on the heat tape. I, I can't keep replacing heat tape because people are using ch- cheap thermostats. Just can't because it's getting expensive because fucking heat tape's doubled in price. I also just love walking in and seeing a Herbstat thermostat running. Yeah. Just makes me happy. <laughs> it's like You're a, welcome. It's like a piece of art. You're welcome. Especially after years and years and years of not being able to afford them. It's a... Uh, Makes me very happy to walk in and see like a Herbstat six. Although right now it only has two cages on it. So, <laughs> so. anyways, that one that one was interesting. I y'all, every every week there's always postings on some sort of heating issue. Uh, that one was just interesting to see the debate going back and forth on on offs. Uh, oh, another one was there was a post that someone made. That they literally posted, "What is a good reptile to breed? We just want to get into breeding something so we can go to shows." And I was like, "That's not." That's not how you do this. No. And of course, on top of there, are several people that agreed. And then there's the people, well, you should breed this. You should breed this. You should breed this. Like, guys, you don't have any idea what he has the ability, what he's done, what his setup is. Nothing. And he doesn't have any of that idea. That is not how you pick an animal. You you don't just go, ah, I just want to breed these. Yeah. Those look like they make money. Yeah. That's that's what happened to ball pythons. <clears throat> that's, that's why they're annoying as hell right now. So I saw that. I just, it amazed me that there's, first off, that they thought they were going to make lots of money breeding reptiles. <laughs> that, that part makes me laugh because there's like 10 people that do that. And then everybody else trying to do that. Uh, oh, and then we watched Dirty Jobs the other day and they were in Miami doing iguana control. Our, ch- our 10 year old was obsessed. It was very funny. She was like, oh my gosh, check this out. She thought it was so interesting. They were shooting iguanas out of trees. It was funny. Mike Rowe talked about he was afraid to do that job because he was afraid to get so many iguana lovers, which I'm sure people will like complain. But as a reptile person, I can fully understand not needing iguanas running around Miami. Uh, And they were actually taking the iguanas and then they're trying to start a side business of turning them into chum for for fishing. So they're going to use iguanas as chum for fishing. Hmm. So at least it goes for at least, something. At least it gets used. Right. Oh, and Robert, we told you this, one, this one's for you. Uh, we always talk about Black Panthers on here. Mm-hmm. You guys are from Texas. Why aren't you? I figured you guys would be proponents of using it for barbecue. I'll eat the shit out of them. <laughs> just, I'll eat. Bring, bring it all over. It James barbecue, won't eat anything. Chicken. <laughs> James doesn't eat anything. That's the problem. I, I can't eat reptiles. Can't do it. I got no problem with people eating reptiles. I just I can't bring myself to do it. I've never eaten alligator. He also doesn't eat chicken on a bone, so there's that. There was a whole issue with that. You can't just say I don't well, eat chicken on a bone. Tacos are legit. <laughs> what, you, what did he say? <laughs> alligator tacos. So we were eat, we had a. I went hunting this weekend and got three does, and uh, we cooked backstrap up on Monday. But I also cooked up one of the hearts, cut it up, and my kid and my wife, none of them had ever tried it, but they freaking loved it. Because it is just about the best meat there is on a deer. Did you eat the javelina? Have not yet. I'm going to, it's actually still in the cooler in the bed of my truck. <laughs> <clears throat> I just added more ice to them today. But, uh, so yeah, anyways, we talk about Black Panthers a lot. My daughter told kids in her class today, Black Panthers aren't real. I thought because were, they were convinced that Because it's all on the were. internet. Because it's on the internet, so it has to be real. They told, they told her that it's on the internet, so it's real. And she looked at them and she goes, that's not how that works. <laughs> And they, so then one of the boys was like, well, only nerds would say they're not real. She goes, but they're not real. (laughs) Right. That's the truth. Like she was so indignant. Indignant. It was was fabulous. Fabulous. Wow. Hearing two kitties. That's scary. (laughs) A little bit. 
uh, John Feely wants to know if you're bringing uh, some some meat to Arlington. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Tan said the Iguana Invasion reminds him of Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers. It's an underrated movie. I love that movie. We are uh, going to make one entire deer, that, well, the back leg quarters into nothing but jerky. Can I have some? My wife and kids eat a lot. I was going to say, you can eat all the jerky you want, James. So, yes, of course you can have some. <laughs> Sweet. Anyways, so oh. we've been on for almost an hour and a half. 9.30. Uh, My sugar is going to be high tomorrow because <laughs> I'm eating dinner this late. <laughs> but I appreciate y'all coming on. This, this week was, I mean, this was all over everything. I was like, well, we've got to talk about this this week. And then obviously mm-hmm. every other podcast is also doing it. So hopefully all of us talking <laughs> about it will reach reach people that it needs to reach and cause yeah. some sort of chain reaction. James yeah. messaged yesterday and was like, who should we get? And I was like, uh, Ryan and Bill. He was like, yeah. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. Well, I wanted Phil, but Phil didn't answer me. Right. I mean, we know that there's some people that are. He's yeah. busy and Phil's, he's, he's so big and I can't talk to someone like that. He's <laughs> too important. But uh, I just sit on his lap like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, please stop all the bad reptile laws. And then. And then he goes and he does it. I love it. I know. It's kind of like, I, I mean, I do a little bit more than just wish. I actually. Whoa. Member and support. Oh, okay. That's and things and share things. But I mean, people can keep wishing, but like there's other options. I'm just saying. Right. There's well, some more, and there's some more direct options. I meant to say this earlier. Yeah. Didn't this happen with one of the stimulus bills or things a couple of years ago? They tried to fit something like this in and it got shot down. This, this is what was in the bill. This is that bill from last year. Oh, is it? Oh, it's coming back. Okay. Yeah. I wonder. This is, yeah. it, this is them coming back around after this. They yeah. go in to get consolidated into another bill if it makes it through it. And then that one goes through the process again. Um, and we'll see what happens. But right now, right now, it's about messaging your senders, letting everybody know. And then we need to keep pushing over the next couple of weeks. But in about four to six weeks, when they come back in the session again, it's, it's going to be when we really, do, really need to push. But everybody needs to stay diligent. Keep sending emails. Yes. Annoy them into compliance. Exactly. So, all right. I'm hungry. Uh, Bill, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they get a hold of you? Because you love talking to people. Oh, man. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Coal Black Exotics is where I do all the educational stuff. Uh, Lizard Brain Radio is the podcast. There are a handful of other podcast things with the kids. Uh, you can pretty much find them all through my uh, Lizard Brain Radio. It's on Facebook and YouTube and every podcast app anywhere. Yeah, follow him um, on Facebook so you can see when he goes live. I don't care. Text me. Wander around at reptile shows and find me. I'm a fairly easy to find dude. I'm bald with a big red beard. There's a bunch of us at reptile shows, but I usually <laughs> yeah. stick out a little bit more. Um, don't just start calling them Bill real, until one like, answers. Especially bearded bald guys that are big at shows. Weird. Yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's three of you yeah. out of this no, five but, uh, person podcast. Like yep. Poor James can't grow facial hair, but, but no, it's okay. With, with but I hair on my head. Social media who you know are concerned about us arc or you know things like that and stuff man come talk to us come talk to people like me um the way that ryan and erica do stuff at shows like they're literally standing in the middle of the floor holding a light bulb like uh, i mean 
people are very approachable. Like come, come talk to us, come hang out, message us, you know, what, if, if it is weird to, you know, talk to somebody in person or, or what have you, um, you can message any of us on four or five different social media platforms. Now, um, just come, come talk to people that if you start seeing these faces on these platforms and you still have questions, find ways to talk to these faces and we will answer you. Um, I, I don't know of anybody that is involved in this, uh, aspect of her pediculture that is not approachable in that way. So, yeah. And if you want to hold your first tarantula, Bill can help you with that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just volunteer. Bill got services. His and his coconut. <laughs> so Ryan, if they want to get a hold of you and buy an amazing light bulb. It works. Yeah, seriously, like I'm not sure if there's any way to not get a hold of me, including smoke <laughs> signals. Like Google my name and I'm pretty sure you can find my address and get satellite images of where we live. Um, <laughs> but you know, vivtechproducts.com for the bulbs. You can find me and Eric on social media, um, Herptile Dad and Herptile Mom on Instagram. Um, but yeah, no, and then just as a <laughs> just as a heads up, because I am still talking to Phil while we're so I keep looking down. Um, I just need to make this real clear. Change.org does nothing, and it's a waste of your time. Stop thinking that clicking your name on a change.org petition does anything. Yeah. Your your finger is like you. There's nothing you could do to waste your time more than sign up change.org petition. Yeah, all it they does never is, go to senator. It doesn't do anything. Right. It literally is worthless. Don't do it. All it does is drive advertising advertisers to change.org and put money in their yep. pocket. That's it. And, yep. and it takes away the effort that people are actually using to do. So it gives me, it gives you, if, if I put out the change.org petition and I say, hey guys, go sign this position, screw that, we don't want them to take our animals. And you go there and do that instead of emailing your senator like US ARC asked everyone to, no one sees that you did that petition. It's the same thing as commenting on Facebook. It's worthless and no one cares. <laughs> and then you didn't actually do anything that would have been a positive move would actually have moved the dial. So sharing change.org petitions is a way it's, it's, it's a good way to hurt us because it gets people to think that that's helping and that they did something by doing it. Yep. When realistically it's giving somebody a false hope and then we're, we're, we're keeping them busy doing something that does nothing and sharing something that's worthless instead of giving people the information they need to actually do something meaningful yes what he said as far as us uh if you want to get a hold of robert and buy a rack or a cage feel free at lsreptileracks.com.com knew it was coming uh for us it is the reptile gumbo podcast on instagram and on facebook at gmail.com reach out to us we will be at arlington again this weekend on what's the date's 12th and 13th. Yeah, what well, she said. 12th and 13th in Arlington. We will because be set Friday up. Friday is the 11th. Okay. And then Monday is Valentine's Day. Gotcha. Neither of which are big days in our house. But. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we will be set up next to the Python and a Pear Tree booth in our own little booth doing this, doing podcasts. So come by see us. Maybe we'll have you come on and talk and we'll make Ryan come talk again at some point and see how the weekend's going for him. If hey. he slows down. Once if he, I get a chance to breathe, I'm absolutely. To say. <laughs> Once he sells out of all of his UV meters and light bulbs, well, if, I, if I do that, I'll be coming over. I'll, you, I will be coming over. I don't know. I'll be riding something cool on my way over. 
<laughs> so come check us out. Uh, oh, giveaway for this month is actually going to roll into next month as well. We're going to give away uh, again. We're giving away a collection of books. We're going to try and add some other pretty good books to that collection to give away. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. We'll post that on on Facebook. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it was awesome. It was great. Hopefully. Hopefully in a year we're going, oh man, remember that time we won and we didn't lose all our reptiles? So hopefully that's what we get. Uh, Everyone else, we will talk to y'all later. Talk to you next week. Uh, We may not talk to you. I may just air episodes from the show for like the next two or three weeks. We'll see. Sounds good to me. (laughs) But uh, we will see everybody at the show. Come by and say hi. Uh, Good night. Good night. Good night.